Hello, hello, and welcome to another Two Network Match Report with me, Adam. It's finished at Anfield, Liverpool 2, Newcastle United 0, um, goals from Salah, that man again, and Sadio Mane. It was always going to be a very, very difficult encounter uh, tonight. Uh, we don't get a lot of luck at Anfield, and Liverpool were going into that game um, unbeaten in eight at home, uh, four wins, four draws in the last eight games at home. We had a relatively decent um, away uh, um, form as well, and we'd only lost one game in 2018, which has been away at Man City in the league. But it was just... It's difficult to get annoyed about a defeat like that just because I think we were just outclassed. Um, looking at the formation, I think we, we set up in the right way. Kennedy came in a more uh, receded role and a left wing back um, with Yedlin taking the other side. Dummett tucking in alongside Lejeune and Lascelles. Uh, Marino uh, replaced Shelby, the injured Shelby, in midfield. And Murphy was brought in. Uh, quite surprisingly, although I think he's been waiting for his opportunity for a long time, so it was, it was well overdue. And I think, obviously, with, with the likes of Atsu and Murphy, there's a very definite game plan there to um, use raw pace to trouble Liverpool's defence, to press high. Um, but we, di we didn't really get a chance to fully do that. I mean, the, the, the first 30 minutes or so, we were pretty solid, I'd say. And actually, one of the standout performers, I think, and... and Probably my ultimately my man of the match was Florian Lejeune. I thought he was very accomplished. He was winning lots in the air. He was clearing, making really important tackles. I thought alongside him, Lascelles probably had one of his more shaky games, uh, which we'll get to in a little bit. Um, but I thought Lejeune was very very solid, and you know his performance I think kind of galvanised us in that early um, sort of third of the game. And we, we stifled them. We, we stifled what is a very, very dangerous attacking threat. I mean, they've scored, before today, they've scored, they've scored 66 goals between Firmino, Mane and Salah across all competitions this season, which is ridiculous. Um, they've obviously added two more to that, so that's 68 now uh, between the three of them. But... Uh, for, for, for at least half an hour, I mean, it's the same old story, isn't it? We've sort of come out of the traps pretty well, and we, 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 we seem to, um, you know, put our cards on the table that we're going to sit back, we're going to soak up pressure, and we're going to try and burst on the counter-attack. Only, we weren't really given the... We, we, we seemed quite blunt up front, I must say. So Gale was there leading the line, and I just think the, the opportunities in the final third were very very sparse um, I mean before the Salah goal we had a maybe just a, a warning shot um, kind of quite literally um, in, we were trying to break on the right hand side and Yedlin who you know a few minutes before had actually just burned Robertson in a, in a sort of right wing position uh, to get a, a ball in went straight to Loris Carius in, in, in goal but Kind of shown how Rafa wants us to use, but you know, our, our our raw pace against Liverpool. But then he was trying to play out of of, of defence uh, shortly after that, and Liverpool then hatched a, an attack. And what I noticed is that they kind of start the attack on the left wing, and they'd sweep the ball 
to the side, to the side, to the side. There's always a man waiting. It almost similar, similar to, um, I guess, I guess rugby, where you, you basically got just like a line of players in a sort of diagonal, and it's pass, it's pass, it's pass. Occasionally, you'll jink it the other way, and it, it, Liverpool seem to just do that. They, they they seem to swarm during an attack in the final third, and we, we our defence seemed quite overwhelmed by it, even in a three-man defence or a five-man defence, a three-man centre back. Um, and we seemed, and, and there was always seemed to be like an extra man, and the ball got played out to, to Salah, and Lejeune was there to to sort of tackle him. So that was like the warning shot that we had, and the, it was quite fortuitous how the the goal came about. It was it, the ball was lost in midfield. It sort of rebounded off Jacob Murphy trying to close down. It broke to Alex Oxlade Chamberlain. I'm sure you've seen the goal now. Uh, broke to Alex Oxlade Chamberlain who got a yard ahead of Diarmé, who was always behind, and Diarmé just just couldn't just couldn't get in between uh, Chamberlain and and the, and the goal. So we were quite exposed. Oxley Chamberlain is driving towards uh, the edge of our box. Lascelles comes across away from Salah, maybe because he feels that Oxley Chamberlain's got a more direct shot at goal, so he needs to close down that immediate um, danger. In pull, when, when Lascelles got pulled out, Oxley Chamberlain just slides a little ball into the now completely unmarked Mo Salah, who just slips a little. Uh, slips a little shot underneath uh, the legs of Dubravka, and that's one nil. And you know, looking at the look at the replay, seeing it in real life, it's um, it, sorry, in real time. At first, I thought maybe Lascelles had really uh, dropped the ball on that one. And looking at it again, he just he has to pull away from Salah because he has to close down the more immediate threat of Oxley Chamberlain, and no one was closing him down, and. You know the the punditry um, talked about Paul Dummett stepping right out, whereas actually Paul Dummett came stepped right out of defence, marking Firmino. And as much as I felt that he then didn't follow Firmino in, it sort of didn't matter in the end because Salah tucked it away. But to blame Dummett for exposing Lascelles, I don't think is fair because. Dummett was marking one of their prominent attacking players who had pulled in deep. So I think Salas was Lascelles in that in that instance, and maybe he needed more support from Kennedy. But I mean this is this is what it is. You know, we, we haven't we very rarely tried this five-man defense, and you know, we spoke about when Kennedy first arrived, how he would be able to slot into that um formation and that strategy. And give us options and a bit of flexibility in terms of being able to turn a you know a, a flat four into a more dynamic five, um, but which would sort of turn into a three and a four-man midfield when when we're in possession on the break. So whether it was a question of defenders not fully knowing their roles and who they're marking, whether it was simply just how fast Liverpool can can attack. As I said, this this swarm that seems really, really, uh, it's just so difficult to contain. And the movement, the dynamism, it, 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 it's when the movement is that um, dynamic that it, it, you know, defenders are being pulled across out of position. It's like, well, where does my marking end and your, the next defenders begin? And, you know, 
it's very, very difficult. Um, even though I know Rafa doesn't like to employ a zonal marking um, strategy, he likes man marking, but when you're being pulled out that far, it just complicates things, and it, 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 it asked a lot of questions of our defenders, who ultimately are limited. Um, but I just think that, we'll, that Liverpool were just very good <laughs> at doing that, and that's what I always feared going into this game. Um, we had a couple of opportunities on the break. Um, in the first half, we were limited to shots outside the box, really. Um, so we had Lejeune's uh, from a free kick, which seemed steady. It was a shot on target. Uh, Gale blasted over from 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 outside from around the edge of the D, and um, probably our most notable attack of the first half was right at the end, where um, it was an attack from the left hand side. Marino backheeled it across the edge to uh, Diarmi who managed to just hook a, a shot away from a, a sliding Liverpool player and it was going top corner and, and Loris Karius has made an absolutely fantastic save to palm it over, to palm it wide, sorry. And you just feel like those are the moments that we need a little bit of luck on, a bit of a smash and grab, but just didn't happen tonight. And, you know, I, I wrote an article last week about how, you know, one of... One of Slomani's biggest strengths is, is is his play inside the box, and how one of Newcastle's probably biggest weaknesses of the season has been the the very high ratio of uh, shots taken from outside the box, which ultimately will mean scoring. You know, the odds of scoring are, are so much higher from outside the box than than they are inside the box. And you know, our first three shots tonight uh, in, in the first half were were all shots from outside the box, and it was only the Diarmi shot. That looked like anywhere, you know, looked anywhere near to going in. Um, so it was. I felt that we were still kind of in the game a lot um, at, by half time, um, despite having a very very few um, moments of possession. I guess it was we actually only had twenty five percent possession by half time, which is absolutely ludicrous, um, and I just think. We still kind of look quite positive and confident. Um, there were some strange comments from Steve McManaman on BT Sport, and he was saying how, um, I mean, it was another kind of mindless bashing of Rafa's tactics, but ultimately I'm not sure what Rafa's supposed to do with the squad he's got against a team like Liverpool who've got endless riches. It's very easy to say that. So so basically Steve McManaman kind of alluded to the fact that, um, you know, we, we didn't have fight and we weren't showing ambition when actually... As much as I think we were a little bit blunt in the first, in, in, in the final third, you know, from an attacking sense, we still managed a few moments of, 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 of a few chances. Um, to, to question the fight of the team, I think, is absolutely disgusting. It's, it's absolutely lazy punditry because if there's one thing that this team will always show and has proved time and time again, it is that it had fight. And tonight we showed we had fight. Because we stifled them. We absolutely stifled them. Um, you know, Steve McManaman referred to uh, Mikel Antia and Rafa Benitez as assistant manager as Newcastle's assistant manager. Like, if you're, if you're paid to be a co-commentator, at least bloody learn the name of the assistant manager of the side that you're not absolutely 100% affiliated with. To, to at least pretend that we're going to get some impartiality 
during the core commentary. I mean, it's absolutely, it stinks. Really disrespectful. And then to be able to say, and this is what he said, he said, he said, um, he said, um, sometimes you don't mind losing three or four nil as long as you show a bit of fight, a bit of adventure. And I'm just thinking, does he, does he know anything about our club at all? Obviously, it's, it's, it's a big no. And he's, and he's spouting all this from his, his Scouse Ivory Tower, where, you know, Liverpool are kind of battling for second place now. They're one of the highest scorers in the league. They're one of the highest chance creators in the league. And actually, they've got the defence um, pretty solid as well of recent years. Uh, you know, over, over recent years, they've been very, very poor. But the last sort of couple of months, pretty much since Van Dijk's come in and um, Robertson's come back in and Karius has come back in, they've been very, very good. And <clears throat> it just, it, it absolutely baffles me that that, 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 that pundits can say that. And, and I shouldn't get annoyed by it because it, they, they're always going to be biased. And it's the same thing with TV culture. Um, Newcastle are never going to be fairly represented. You know, we had Jermaine Genus um, tonight who, you know, called Newcastle goal, goldfish bowl. He didn't like his experience there, even though he's playing under one of the world's best managers. Um, you know, we got the likes of Craig Bellamy and Kieran Dyer representing us, but they all criticise Newcastle all the time. They scrutinise us, they, they, they slag us off all the time. Like, and we're never going to be fairly represented. So I, I, I don't know why I'm so animated about it, but it, that, that just really, really annoys me. And, and, and for, for, for Manaman to say something like that about a situation that he literally knows nothing about, and he showed that, um, to say that we wouldn't mind losing three of us, of course we would. Honestly, how many football teams would be happy to see their club lose three or four nil and have absolutely no chance of getting back into the game for the sake of having a couple of shots on target? I mean, it, it, we're not playing the same. We're not playing the same sport as Liverpool here. We have. We don't have the resource. We don't have the players. We don't have the squad. We don't have the flexibility. We don't have any of that. And I, I guarantee, if Rafa Benitez did have that. It wouldn't have been 2-0 to Liverpool tonight. Promise you that. So, there was a few penalty shouts. Uh, the first was a shot by Salah into the, um, into the arms of Lascelles, who had turned away. I don't think that was a penalty. I think that was absolutely ball to hand. I think um, Lascelles has turned away, and that's a natural... You know, he's done this with his hands, he's sort of done that. And that is... That, that is... Um, that's just not a penalty, it's not deliberate, um, it's not an unnatural position. So I think we can debunk that. Um, the second Lascelles one, um, where he went in on Salah again, I think, I don't think it was a penalty either, and the referee agreed with me. Um, and there was a lot of, you know, Jurgen Klopp's going mental on the touchline. Um, so those two, um, I think, are, we can sort of. Uh, Draw line under them, not a penalty at all. We'll get into the third one in a minute, but the, the second goal um, came in the 55th minute. Um, it was another example of, um, you know, we, we lost the ball in the centre of the pitch. And Liverpool just played triangles um, as they sort of progressed and advanced towards our box and played triangles, one-touch passing. And the key thing, as I was mentioning before, this movement, Mane... Yedlin was tucked in on the right hand side and Mane had done this thing where he basically started around Yedlin and he just ran diagonally into this towards the penalty spot 
and Firmino's kind of going the other way, and he's just played a reverse, a reverse pass into Mane's stride, and he's just took a first-time shot, which has gone past Dubravka, and that's 2-0, and that's pretty much game, given how few chances we were creating and how um, blunt we'd been up front. 2-0 um, seemed to be, even that early, seemed a bit resignation, uh, which was a shame. Um, and I'm sure, you know, again, it's trying to look for fault in our defenders and um, maybe we can't let one one player make one run to, to, to concede, but is it a case of they didn't know who was supposed to be picking up Mane? Because they swap all the time and it, it must be so, so difficult and complex to work out a, a marking strategy for players that just swap positions all the time, like a kind of total football thing in the in the top half, you know, the you know the final third. Firmino's ball was excellent. Maybe he could have been closed down. I think it's fair to say, but Mane's run was really good. Ah, maybe it's just that Liverpool were just really, really impressive um, in those attacks and the way that they, like I said, they swarm and the way they kind of just sweep the ball to the side and. There's always somebody there, there's always somebody making a run and it's so difficult to contain and it basically tells the story of why they're so high up in the league. You know, they've they've just nicked ahead of uh, Man United as things stand tonight. Um, so they're no mugs <laughs> and I think given their goal scoring uh, prowess and attacking threat, you see the last eight home games they've had, they've got a goal difference of plus 10, which just tells you how dominant they've been in those games. Um, given that four of them were draws. So in those four games that they've won, they've averaged two and a half goals a game, which is pretty spectacular, really, um, and really solid, solid form. So we just didn't, we just weren't asking enough questions of, the, of, of their defence. And, you know, Hosselu came on, um, had a good shot blocked down from, from Milner, but I don't think it, there was, there was a little shout for a handball, but I don't think it was going to be given, particularly as the Lascelles one wasn't, but I think it, it hit Milner's uh, legs rather than hand anyway. Um, Hayden came on as well. I thought Hayden might have started the game ahead of Marino, but I thought, um, yeah, he had, a, he had a header wide. That was pretty much, I think those two shots were like the only shots that we had from inside uh, the box. Um, one was blocked and one was wide. So you, you, can see, you can see what we need to fix. Shots on target inside the box, but... It, it, it's easier said than done when you've got the personnel that we have and Rafa's trying to be economic and trying to solve problems with very little resources, very few resources. He's, you know, you have to be very resourceful with the squad that he has. And, and I think this, this was a game that just kind of proved that and just epitomised, you know, the struggle that he's facing against very, very good sides in the Premier League. I mean, um, I thought in the middle of the park, I thought Diame worked really hard. Just was a he just broke up play quite a lot. Um, he was sort of going toe to toe with Emery Chan, who's on really good form at the moment. Um, I thought Marino did well. I, th I thought, given how little game time he's had, I thought he looked to try and control the tempo when we did have possession. He showed some nice touches. You know, he he, he did sort of pick up and assume the, the shelvy role, if you will. He was getting muck, muck, he was mucking in as well with with, with with tackles and interceptions. But ultimately, he's not game. You know, he's not match fit, and he was we're in a situation where we just had to throw him in because he hasn't played that lot, much. Shelby gets injured. He has to play. Um, so I I think Marino 
it was important that he got 90 minutes under his belt today because, or at least you know, he, he, he played most of the match today because we really needed, we need him for the next fourth, you know, the two next home games that we've got, which against Southampton at home, which is absolutely huge, full on six pointer. And then Huddersfield at home after that. And we play Spurs as well, but I think that's getting uh, rearranged. So we've got Southampton and Huddersfield next at home. And I think those two games are absolutely going to define the season. A 2-0 defeat at Liverpool isn't going to define our season. You know, um, but we just need to be a bit more assertive in the final third. Murphy had a nice little sh attempted shot at Curler from when we were kind of, you know, on the edge of their box, but it got blocked. Um... Yeah, I think we just we, we, we just need a bit more. Um, and, and, and to finish the game, Salah was through again and Lascelles was involved in a third penalty shout uh, by, by the home fans and, uh, and Jurgen Klopp. But I think the replay clearly shows it was a push from outside the box. I mean, he should have been sent off. Don't, don't get me wrong, he should have walked and that would have put him out. Uh, for the next game, which would have been absolutely huge. So the fact that he, he escaped punishment there, I think is is a huge win for us. Because we need ourselves at home for these next two games. Absolutely critical that we do. And it absolutely wasn't a penalty. And I can see why Jurgen Klopp's going mental, because whether it was a penalty or not, they should have got a free kick. We should have been punished. Um, but they weren't. So... It's very difficult to get annoyed about these kind of defeats. It really is. We were just we were just outclassed, and I think on the on the on the attacks where Liverpool were that effective, we we just seemed overwhelmed by their movement and their their swarming. I honestly don't think there's a better way to describe what they do as opposed to to swarm. Um, but when you look at what Steve McManaman said about um, our lack of fight and adventure you know we've played Liverpool away so on their turf at Anfield they've had 14 shots Liverpool how many they had on target three granted the score from two of them but we've reduced one of the most threatening attacking teams in the entire league we've reduced them to only three shots on target and, you know, when you have a squad like we do, and you're Rafa Benitez, you have to play for percentages. And if you can limit them, you know, on another day, we limit, we limit Liverpool to three shots on target at home, and they don't score two, they don't score any. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, 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 it's about playing the percentages when, you, when you, you know, you're having to work hard for everything. And, you know, by the end of the game, they'd had 71% possession. Yet we managed to we limited them to three on target. How many shots on target did Newcastle have tonight? Two. Only one less. Yet we had a th you know almost a quarter of the possession. You know so when when you look at that, you can absolutely understand the strategy of Rafa and that you take th those fundamental uh, tactics into a different game and you get a completely different outlook because percentage wise. That's gonna come. That's gonna come good in the end, you know. Um, so I don't see what more Rafa could have done. I don't understand the criticism of him. Liverpool, their goals were just very well crafted, and they just got a lot of talent. I'm not sure what's supposed to do about that. I thought Lejeune was absolutely my man of the match. 
Um, I thought Lascelles didn't have the best of games alongside him. I thought Dummett was pretty solid. Um, seemed to pop up in important places to, to nick the ball. Uh, Diarmi and Marino looked canny in, in, in the centre midfield, but Kennedy showed a few nice touches and a few, you know, but some of his passes were a bit sloppy. So it's very difficult and um, it was always going to be, but like I said, it's all about the next two home games, which of course you'll be getting a two network match report about and uh, from yours truly. So it's a disappointing night. But let's just, you know, don't take it to heart too much. It was always going to be very, very difficult even to get a draw out of that game. Um, but I thought it was another defeat where we can take a lot of positives and we can look ahead and it's it's more minutes for Marino, who's probably going to have to play a, an important part in the next couple of home games as well if Shelby's still going to be out. So it's another game where we've played five at the back again. It takes game time to actually get you know those formations bedded in. So maybe against the next the next time we we deploy this this tactic of uh, five at the back with wing backs, maybe we're in a better position because in better shape because we've had a bit more experience with it against a very good attacking side. So they're positives to take from tonight. It's two 0 We didn't get battered. We fought well despite what some scousers might think. Um, and Biddy didn't manage to get one over his peer in Jurgen Klopp. But again, the disparity in, 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 in cost of squad is played a very, very significant role in the match tonight. Thanks very, very much for watching. Please get your comments in below if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this on SoundCloud or iTunes, uh, please subscribe if you haven't already. Tell your mates about it um, if you've enjoyed it. Um, really like to see everyone's, um, you know, everyone's feedback. Um, do you think we could have done better tonight? Um, have you got any questions for me for the next uh, pod or video? Please let me know um, and I'll catch up with you next time. Catch us on Twitter and Facebook and all of the usual places as well. I've been Adam with the Toon Network. Bye-bye.